We all have bucket lists. As a lifelong sports fan, mine is full of tons of different sporting events and venues, from the NBA, NFL, Olympics, and beyond. However, my greatest bucket list item is something I want to share with the world and fans like me. What if you could attend a home college football game for all 130 and counting FBS programs? Seems crazy, right? Join me, your host, Bobby Wilson, as I take you along for the ride to see all the FBS venues and more. This is the TNT College Football Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the very next episode of the TNT College Football Podcast. I'm your host, Bobby Wilson. I'm glad to be back on tonight. This is my our weekly episode with my good buddy, Justin. We are here to talk UConn Husky football. How are you doing, buddy? Good. How about you? Thank you for uh, having me on the show again. Absolutely. Glad. Uh, I know we took a week off, uh, but... Uh, lots of stuff going on right now uh, for for UConn and for a lot of teams for that matter because the transfer portal is uh, alive for sure with over 2,000 kids in it. So, But of course, the number one thing to talk about, the UConn Huskies going to the Myrtle Beach Bowl. Yes, uh, UConn Huskies going to the Myrtle Beach Bowl is... Uh, it, it, it's actually, it's a crazy feeling. I mean, going through the year, I mean, the, the start of the year was kind of rocky. and uh, But, I mean, it, it it actually gives me goosebumps still because this, this team never quit. This team just, this team is just a real team. I mean, uh, you know, and, and, and going down, I, I think it was one and four, right? Yep. And going down one and four was just, it was like, oh, no, no. And then all of a sudden, they sparked right up. And throughout the Jim, the Jim Moore conference today, too, I actually heard why they actually, like, went on a winning spree. It's because uh, Jim Moore kind of said, we got to treat them the, uh, the last seven games as a conference. And these teams are in our conference. It's called the U-Conference. And ever since then, they went five and two, and that's awesome. Uh, that's kind of unspeakable, honestly. Uh, uh, with with the injuries that we had, and and with you know the true freshmen that had come in, I mean, they did a spectacular job. They sure did, and I know you and I kept the faith a lot more than most people did. And, and there were times where it was difficult. Absolutely, I mean, after those. After those uh, three big-time losses against the the big P5 schools that we played, I mean, it was it was tough. But you could just see, and we've we've talked about this many times. You could just see the positive things that were happening, though, and it all just came to fruition against Fresno State, and they just they flew through the U Conference and, and were conference champions. Yeah, I mean, you know. I, the, the, the Fresno State game, I mean, the, the win there, it was definitely a turning point in the season. Right. And it was a, a really important time to win, the, you know, win a game. And ever since then, you could, you, could de- you could tell that the confidence on the players, they wanted to just win. They want, their goal was go to a bowl. And, I, you know, God bless them. I mean, they, they definitely deserve it. They sure do. Uh, <clears throat> I, I'm 
I will say I've never been so invested in a team. Like just the, the, of course the relationships I've built with players and coaches and the like, and fans like you and others. I mean, it's, I'm just so happy for everyone involved. It's such an amazing thing. Yeah. I, I mean, this is, this has actually been the first year that I actually stayed up till like one or two o'clock in the morning following this team. I mean, uh, you know, with the Jim Mora uh, hire and with with all the pickups that we got, I mean, the transfer portal pickups that really helped us on depth. Yes. I mean, even on defense, defensive-wise, it actually helped us a lot. I mean, linebackers, defensive uh, defensive line, uh, even even uh, cornerbacks. I mean, it, it, it actually helped the team 100%. And it was... It's it's a team that you know, goodness. I I, I actually think throughout my all, all my years at twi- on Twitter, I think I've actually followed this team late. You know, pretty pretty late at nights, and uh, and, and I'm so glad for them. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we 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 could go on and on about that. It's just it's just an amazing thing. I mean, and the fact that you can stay up that late at night to talk UConn Husky football with people. Um, is I, I, I'm sure, I mean, I, yes, I'm from the outside looking in from that perspective, but I'm sure that hasn't happened before or a long time. No. And actually on Twitter spaces this year, uh, you know, at every UConn game, yep. I have to say I've, I've stayed up till almost two o'clock in the morning, uh, listening to these guys because it was so, the positivity we haven't seen this in so long, and it was—it actually was so amazing. It almost gave me goosebumps, you know, seeing that, you know, almost like the whole state of Connecticut and, you know, other states too where UConn fans were at. They finally appeared, and they finally wanted to talk about, you know, UConn football, which is—it—it was—it was amazing. Absolutely. I mean, I myself stayed up many times listening, listening to different spaces too. like, like you're saying, I mean, just, uh, just an amazing thing. And I mean, I I know I'm states away from it. Um, but nonetheless, I'm, I'm still 100% in on the Husky revolution as I know you are and many others. Oh yeah. I mean, you know, I'm a hundred percent in. I right right now. I mean, I'm looking at transfer portal. You know, I'm I'm looking how to how to improve this team. I mean, I'm looking at the team right now, and we're we're so set. I mean, this has this team is the most set team in UConn football in a long time, and yep. I'm, I'm I'm very happy to say that. I mean, we've waited a long time. Absolutely, and I mean, I. I... I've been blessed enough uh, to start working with uh, rivals UConn, so I've I've gotten a little bit more insight into the transfer portal situation and and just some of the some of the guys that we're looking at and or we've offered and such. Um, it, it's there's some good things brewing, that's for sure. Yeah, and I, I I gotta actually you know have a shout out to rivals. I mean, they do a really good job and. They're always on top of their game, and they know stuff before we even know it. And right. you know, I, it, they, thank you all. Thank, thank you know, thank you to all that uh, 
that definitely uh, pour your blood, sweat, and tears into this. Absolutely. I mean, it, it's it's a lot of fun. We'll we'll get to the portal in a second. Let's talk a little bit more about the Myrtle Beach Bowl. Um, but first, uh, I. I you, you and I both saw this. I mean, I thought it was really, really cool that the UConn football team went bowling on Sunday before they found out where they were going. I just thought that was really cool. Yeah, that was really cool. And uh, and actually, Mickey Grace, uh, one of the assistant coaches, uh, came up with the, with, with the idea. And uh, I actually thought that was a pretty cool idea. Even Jim Moore thought that was a pretty cool idea. And uh, they had ESPN on. Uh, it, they they almost had like TVs over the bowling alleys uh, mm-hmm. with ESPN with the uh, with the playoff uh, selection show on. So it was it was actually kind of cool to see. How cool will it be someday when the UConn Huskies can see their name mentioned in the playoff? I know we're a little ways away from that, but the time's coming. I, I I have faith in Jamora. I mean, uh, you know, uh, you know, ne- next few years is kind of like you know improving your schedule. Yeah. And after that, I mean, I I could see him in the playoffs. Cough, cough, ACC, cough, cough. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's definitely a uh, a stepping stone. I mean, uh, or or a foundation uh, mark. I mean, uh, you know, uh, we, we've actually seen, you know, David Benedict and everybody else, you know, hashtag UConn ACC. So, yep. I mean, that that would be awesome. David Benedict, if you're listening, I, I, I and Justin are both all on board with the ACC and uh, w- whatever, whatever it takes, let's get it done. Yeah, and I'm... I, ACC too, a lot, like a lot of people say, oh, we want to stay in, you know, the Big East for basketball. I mean, if all sports go to ACC, it, it's it's going to be a great ride for UConn sports in general. Absolutely. <clears throat> well, I, I want to take a little credit, and I know you're, you've been on the same boat with this too, of speaking the Myrtle Beach Bowl into existence. Um, this is the bowl that I have wanted from the get-go. So I am super pumped uh, for the Huskies' opportunity to go play in Myrtle Beach. Uh, as a Coastal Carolina fan, I think it's going to be—it's amazing that they go to get to go play at Brooks Stadium in Conway, South Carolina, on the teal turf. Um, Husky fans, I can speak from experience. I love that stadium. It's a, it's an awesome place to watch a game. And the teal turf is amazing. I'm such a fan of it. I love it. It's it's one of the things that made me a coastal fan years ago. Uh, but it, it, it's going to be a great experience for the guys, obviously. Um, and I think the most important part out of this, though, is we get 15 extra practices. Oh yeah, I mean it's 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 amazing. I mean I I, I can't wait to uh, experience Brook Stadium myself. Uh, along with other uh, UConn fans. I mean, I had to pull my dad and say, we're going. <laughs> and, uh, you know, because I'm like, this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. I mean, we've, wait- we've actually waited so long. And I, yeah. I-, I was really young when uh, when UConn was in Bulls, and I was like, this is our turn. And, you know, it's, it's 
it's something that, you know, it it's great because, you know, Jim Mora, he actually donated 50 tickets uh, for, for students or, you know, fans that, you know, can enjoy the game. And many other uh, UConn guys on Twitter, too, donated tickets. And that's just amazing. I mean, you, UConn Nation and as as a whole is definitely a family. And, you know, it, it it's it's something special. And I'm hoping, I'm really hoping that UConn goes down the Myrtle Beach Bowl. It's a rematch game against uh, Marshall and UConn, but we got to win this time. <laughs> I, I got to second that on UConn Nation. I mean, just just an amazing group of people i mean just uh i mean the ticket donations i mean just seeing left and right you're seeing all kinds of people donating tickets i mean like you said jim mora donating 50 himself i mean just just an just an amazing group and uh somebody like me who's an outsider coming in being a part of this i mean it's just a amazing group of people yeah and it it Actually, the first time that I've, I'm sorry, Dave Bendix, but this is the first time that he's been very active on Twitter. And he actually uh, changed the Velo Airlines. Uh, they actually had, you know, um, I think you could go down on, on Sunday or Monday and then leave on Thursday. Well, he changed it so everybody could leave on Tuesday. That's awesome. And, that's that's a committed you know athletic director for that, him. I mean, I applaud him. He's he's on Twitter. He's answering everybody's questions. I mean, UConn, UConn sports and and UConn administration. I mean, it's it's lively again, which is nice to see. You know, I I, I follow almost every team on a national level, and I have not seen another AD as active as Dave Benedict is. I, I think it's just an amazing thing the way he interacts with the fans. And I think it just creates this whole sense of family within not only the athletic programs and the athletic department, but with the entire fan base. I mean, it it really is a family. Yeah. And actually a lot of people thought that he was going to leave. And I was like, why? Right. Building UConn sports up to like, you know, hate to say it like that. I'm a UConn fan, so like like Omega level. I mean, he's been he's been pouring his time into this into this program, and it no athletic director. He, you know, after let's let's say you know your 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 football program, uh, you know, they all of a sudden come six and six after you know let's say two and ten season. I mean, a lot of them would leave, but. He's committed, which is nice to see. Absolutely. He's building something special. I mean, with not just the football program, but the entire athletic department uh, is building something really special. And and I'm actually hoping we lock him down for for life. (laughs) (laughs) I I know you and many other Husky fans would would love that. And and I'll second that too. I mean, uh, you know... Dave Bendit come came from uh, Auburn, and we're like, oh god, you know, the opening for Auburn came along, and he didn't take it. So I'm like, oh, he's he's definitely here for life. <laughs> yep. I, I I've been to Myrtle Beach many many times, and I think in the next episode we can we can uh, tell Husky fans some uh, some 
fun places to go and things to do. But uh, again, just such an amazing thing for you kind of be going to a bowl and a, and a great opportunity in front of them. Yeah, and I mean, Myrtle Beach is, is awesome. It I is. mean, it's for golfers, it's for families. I mean, they hit every single thing. And I've, I've actually been going since I was probably 10 years old uh, on family vacations there. And it's just truly amazing. And to have, to have UConn football program after one year turn into a bowl program, I mean, that, it, it, it's still like a dream to me. I, I, I agree. I mean, I know you, you and I both said that this team was going to make a bowl and, but to see it happen in the way that they did it is just like you said, it's, it's a surreal thing. It's amazing. Yeah. It's, it's something, you know, I, I still say this. I mean, ESPN 30 for 30, it, it, it definitely deserves it. I'll watch. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> well, I, I know we've kind of talked about it a little bit, but I mean, we have to talk about the transfer portal. I mean, it's, it's the, it's the huge thing going on right now that and coaching changes, but <clears throat> obviously Yukon nation is going to be most intrigued with the departure of Nate Carter. I mean, I think, we all agree that it's a tough loss, but I personally, I'm not surprised by it, but still it obviously hurts. Yeah. I, I mean, UConn perspective, uh, I was actually pretty surprised by it because he's, you know, he had a, you know, injury and, and I, I, I thought, Oh, he's going to come back. Uh, but after, I'm, I'm sure after, you know, the season and how he saw the running backs play, I mean, now when I look at it, I could see it. Uh, and actually my dad was like, oh, you know, I, I told him, oh, Nate Carter, you know, transferred. He's like, oh, my God. I said, but don't worry. I, I know Jim Moore is on the phone. And yep. he's definitely, you know, calling uh, transfers in. And I think we're going to be all set. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I really hope that Nate Carter, you know, you, you go where you go to a place that they definitely appreciate you and you, you, you can play, you know, and, and I, I hope for the best for the young man. Absolutely. I, I really became a fan of him after his injury, watching him on Twitter and seeing the stuff he was putting out there just as a fellow believer, seeing the way he was handling everything and just what he was putting out on social media. I, I became a huge fan of him and I, I God bless him and I wish him nothing but the best. And like you said, I hope he finds the right, the right place where he can excel and do great things. And I actually saw a place that, you know, he, he definitely got an offer from and it was uh, Akron. And I actually think he could fit there pretty well. Oh, yeah. And he would go there and do great things. I, act, I, I I still think, you know, hey, Nate Carter, if I was you, I'd definitely go to Akron. I mean, I, I, I think he, he would just be a beast. We, we've, seen, we've seen players in the MAC do some 
running backs in the MAC do some very good things. We ran into one this year in Ball State with Carson Steele, who was also in the transfer portal, by the way, um, was third in the nation in rushing as well. But uh, just uh, there's good there's good football in the MAC, as you and I have talked about on many occasions. Oh, it's it's in MAC football. I mean, it's always competitive, and sometimes the scores are you know they're they're kind of crazy, but yeah. uh, sometimes it, it, it could be pretty close. And the close teams, it, it, it sometimes comes down to, you know, last seconds, which is kind of fun to see. Right. At the end of the day, in my opinion, I think he'll end up at Nebraska, though, with uh, former UConn running back coach uh, EJ Barthel. I think he might follow him to Nebraska. But like you and I have just said, I think he the, the two offers that have been published for Nate Carter are UMass and Akron. And if you're going to tell me between those two, I think he is a perfect fit at Akron, like you said. But like I said, I think he ends up at Nebraska, personally. Yeah, I mean, you know, and, and actually Boneyard was on this, you know, they had... I have to call them out because they actually said, you know, if, Bar- if, if Barthel leaves, uh, Nate Carter is probably going to follow him. And if, it, if, if they do, I mean, hey, they were the, they were the force, you know, the first source on this. Very true. Very, very true. I remember seeing that. Well, um, one, one interesting thing that I've, uh, become really close on is uh the uh, drew pin situation from the quarterback from notre dame who transferred out he started 10 games in notre dame this year uh he's from connecticut um i've been told by uh some sources that i trust a lot that uh yukon is on him hard as, as they should be and then they are also on his cousin, who is an offensive tackle transferring from Boston College, uh, 6'8 offensive tackle. Um, so if, if we were able to obviously add both of those two, I think those are game-changing type additions. I mean, uh, Drew Penn went 8-2 and two this year at Notre Dame as the starter. So, I mean, you're getting a guy who's played in big games and succeeded very well. Yeah, and and it was crazy because uh, you know I kind of followed um, uh, Kevin uh, Penn, and he followed me back. So it, it's almost like, oh, okay, I, I I definitely see this you know happening. And there's actually on Twitter, I I, I forget who posted it too, but he said that there's a lot of rumors you know uh, swirling around. Um, I actually think he should come back to to Connecticut and, and represent Connecticut. I mean, uh, he would definitely be a great fit. And, you know, a a lot of guys, you know, and you saw it on Twitter too. A lot of guys said, Oh, well, Zion Turner. Yeah. Zion Turner. I mean, you know, he's a great quarterback, but we still need depth at quarterback. Right. And I, I, I still think drew, I mean, uh, he would definitely be a great ad. I mean, coming back to his home state, uh, you know, represent UConn. I mean, it, it would it, it would be amazing, and I'm I'm really hoping that you know it 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 truly happens. 
And I love Zion Turner. I do. I mean, he developed a lot from day one of the game one of the season till game 12. But the name of the game is developing your program in every position and having the most competition you can have uh, at each position to win as many games as you can. And any, any coach in America should be trying to up, upgrade their roster. And that's what, and that's what UConn is going to be doing when it comes to the transfer portal here. You're looking for pieces that you can add to the system that you already have in place. Guys are going to fit and play the way that you want that they want you want them to play to fit into the system. But more importantly, guys that fit the culture that's been built here. And if if Drew Penn fits that then absolutely that's a guy that you would want on this team. Yeah, no, and I, I totally agree with you. I mean, recruiting-wise, we talked about this too silently. It, it, you, to to uh, sustain a great program, you have to out-recruit what you have absolutely. on the team right now. Yep. And that's the name of the game. I mean, if we can out-recruit, most of the positions to make us better. I mean, and to and to actually sustain a great program at UConn. That's that's what we're going to have to do. I mean, every program does that. Absolutely, that's what I did when I coached. I mean, uh, at a, the junior college level when I was there, we had the national player of the year. We recruited a Division One transfer in that was better than her, and then we had both of them, and we were undefeated, ranked in the top three in the country. For most of the season i mean that's what you do you have to recruit above your talent because that's how you get better yeah you have to i mean and honestly if if you if you out recruit them and the recruits want to transfer you know so be it but right i mean you you have to have depth and this year for like uconn football we saw that okay injuries happen and we need depth Absolutely. And right now, I think, you know, Jim Moore and the coaching staff is looking at it like, okay, we need to grow this program. And they want to grow it fast. They don't want to grow it slow. They want to grow it fast. Right. And the thing is, by that, is you take you take advantage of the transfer portal. And then after that, once, you know, your younger guys develop into junior, senior year, that's when you start taking in, you know, high school recruits, but we're still too young. Right. I mean, you always have to build your program with the high school recruits because you have to build that relationship with the high school coaches. And I mean, your, your program starts from that level up, but you do have to add, you have to add in these transfer porter pieces to one bridge the gap, but also, you're, you're getting a player with experience who, who's been there and done that, and, and that's what you need in football especially. Yeah, and, and especially, you know, in, in New England football. I mean, you know, recruiting, it, it's, it's pretty slim to none because a lot of the kids that you recruit are either P5 or want to go somewhere else. So right. you kind of have to, you know, develop develop it the right way. And the way UConn's doing it right now, they're they're definitely following what they believe in. And I I'm with the coaching staff. Absolutely. <clears throat> and and we've seen them offer already 
three or four transfer portal tight ends. And I've seen some fans on Twitter a little worried about that, but it, it comes down to, again, building the depth. I mean, we have Naminsky, who is a fantastic blocking tight end, and we have Justin Jolie, who is going to play on Sundays. He is an absolute freak of an athlete. He has that NFL size that you want. He's quick. He's athletic. I mean, he 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 has it all. Everything that you want in a tight end, he has it. But at the same time, you need other pieces to 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 fill. You can't just you can't just roll out with two tight ends. I mean, I know that there's other tight ends on the roster, but you you got to get more depth, and that's what they're doing. Yeah, and also, I, I was actually thinking, too, with the tight end pickup. I'm like, what happens if they want to play double tight end? Yep. You can I do mean, it. It, it it's, it's definitely something, but going after a lot of portal guys, too, it's like, okay, is somebody transferring also? And that's kind of a tall, t- you know, t- a t- tall tail sign of, you know, oh, somebody's transferring, so we're getting another tight end. Right, right. I, I agree with you. But the perfect example, I mean, the New England Patriots ran two tight ends to perfection for a long time. Yeah, and, and actually Nick Charlton, you know, uh, throughout his podcast and throughout, throughout talking too, he almost wants to run a run an NFL offense. And, yep. and right now the two tight ends is pretty hot. Yep. Oh, I don't know. It's going to be pretty exciting uh, throughout this whole transfer portal, and uh, I, I actually know the tr- you know the coaching staff uh, too. They're they're you know they're just putting it out there. I mean, I I actually think we're going to strike pretty rich in the transfer portal. I do too. I, I we I've seen a handful of offers already to some guys that excite me. Um, linebacker from Louisiana Tech that they offered today, I noticed, uh, could really come in and make an impact. Uh, they offered a defensive end from Western Michigan who who has done some really solid things in his career. So then that leads to what Jim Morrill was saying today about having four running backs visiting uh, this weekend. I mean, <clears throat> it's pretty crazy uh, that. that I mean, I, I I can speculate on who a couple of those running backs might be, but again, I mean, who? One we mentioned before. I mean, Carson Steele. I think that's a pipe dream with the fantastic year he had. I mean, I think he's going to be playing in the Big Ten. But crazier things have happened. I mean, we've seen uh, Rocco Griffin from Vanderbilt that we've offered. He seemed very excited about the opportunity. Uh, there was Jalen Mitchell from Louisville, um, who, who has done some decent things there. Um, just, uh, two names I'm throwing out there, um, just because we've offered them already, but it, it, it'll be interesting to see what comes from this weekend. Yeah, no, it, it definitely is. I mean, I'm going to be on Twitter 24 seven, uh, this weekend to refresh, you know, refresh. <laughs> and you know what? I, I still think, you know, we, we've talked about it too, is Rocco Griffin. I mean, he he actually, uh, he almost sounded like he was very appreciative of the UConn offer. And right now is, I'm, I'm kind of, 
on on my own speculation, I'm kind of you know thinking that he might commit. Um, who knows though? It it could surprise us, you know, and uh, and that that's kind of like the fun of the game. I mean, uh, especially after the bowl game too. If we win the bowl game, we're definitely going to see some uh, some pretty high uh, transfers coming in. Absolutely. And I, I think the next fun part to talk about um, is some of the All-American recognition that's coming around. I mean, I myself, I just released my, my All-American team today. I released my freshman All-American team yesterday. Um, my freshman All-American tight end was Justin Jolie. And then I had uh, Jackson Mitchell. I was trying to lead that campaign of turning him into an All-American, but I put him on my All-American team at linebacker. Um, but we've even seen uh, uh, PFF gave uh, named Justin Jolie their freshman All-American at tight end. They also uh, named Christian Haynes as second-team All-American on the offensive line. So it's it's great to see the UConn players getting recognition from uh, the national media. Yeah, no, it really is. I mean, Christian Haynes... He's been a beast all year. Yes, and uh, he's he's been he's been somebody that I could probably see in the NFL. Um, he's developed quite well. Uh, he's he's a big guy. Yes, and uh, you know Jackson Mitchell and Justin Jolie almost definitely. And in the future, it's probably going to be you know Victor Rosa and yeah. a few others. And um, I mean. This this team, I, I seeing the recognition too, and seeing the recognition of other you know Twitter people and um, other media outlets. I mean, it's it's truly amazing. I mean, these kids definitely develop pretty well, and they listen to the coaching staff, and and they're they're definitely in it. I mean, they're wh- whoever was on the All American list definitely deserves you know an a plus because uh you know they do the right things well as as somebody who uh helps vote on those things now i i I think it's i think it's a big deal to for one the voters to take it seriously um because it's the greatest honor that you can have as an athlete to to be named an all-american and uh for for schools like UConn with the football program that hasn't had success in a while, it's a huge deal to have some of these guys get the recognition that they're getting. Yeah, and I I think a lot of the, a lot of the voters too. I mean, they see the UConn of the past, right? But you can't see you you can't go to the past. You have to be at the present. And a lot of the voters, you know, they're kind of old school and. Uh, I actually think in the future too. I mean, we're going to have a lot of a lot of UConn players. I mean, in the list. Mm-hmm. And it, it's 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 time to recognize you know UConn as a football school because a lot of people you know they they wanted UConn to drop the FCS and you know a lot of people kind of gave up on them, but you know it 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 shows you like the right coaching staff comes in and. A lot of these players are really good. I mean, right. the players that we had, they all they had to do was have the right development, and uh, right. you know, we're definitely seeing it. Absolutely. 
<clears throat> and I think one of the last things that you and I want to talk about is, uh, I mean, we've kind of talked about a little bit, but some of the NFL potential on this roster. I mean, we've talked about some of the underclassmen, but I, I think, I think from a senior, from the senior perspective, I mean, we know Robert Burns is going to have an opportunity. Um, coach Mora has made that clear. Um, I think Ian Swenson will get a shot. Brandon Boyer Randall will get a shot. Um, I, th- th- there's going to be guys that are going to get an opportunity to succeed at the next level. Yeah, and I, I actually think that, you know, like Randall, uh, Brembry, Burns, uh, especially uh, Godone, too. Yes, uh, Godone, I actually see him, you know, actually being in the NFL. I uh, agree. The other guys, it, it could be like, you know, either low low rounds or like free agency. But uh, definitely uh, Jake Godone. Uh, yes. I, I definitely see him on the NFL team. I couldn't agree more with that. I mean, I think he only had like one or two penalties this whole season. And I remember talking with his dad at the Ball State game that, that that was like, he doesn't, he doesn't make mental errors like that. And I mean, if you're an NFL coach, that's what you want to hear when it comes to your center. Yeah. And he's actually pretty, he's brutal. He is. I mean, I, I've seen him in games. I mean, he's getting pancakes left and right. And he knows how to, you know, to, to tell everybody else to cover this, cover that. I mean, he, he knows he's definitely offensively minded. 100%. I, I, I'm, I'm glad to hear you say that because that, that was a guy I was going to bring up for sure. He's just he, – he has what you're looking for, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I think Tommy Zeus's, uh, if, if I actually said his name right, uh, he, I think he has one more year with us as I, a long snapper. I think I'm so. I'm not positive. I think so. It with with the with the corona with the corona year, it kind of screws everything up. Yeah, but. It, it it does. It's like who has years left, who doesn't? It's it's weird. <laughs> right. I actually saw him on the sidelines. He's a pretty big dude. He is, and yeah. uh, he's a good long snapper, and he. He could definitely see himself in the NFL, mm-hmm. and if he doesn't, he could definitely see himself in the CFL, USFL. I mean, there's yep. so many, there's so many outlets for these kids now that, yep, you know, you, you can make a career out, out of anything, really. Absolutely. I mean, you got we got Trey Wortham, Marcus Bembry, more upperclassmen. These are guys that are going to have opportunities. And like you said, I mean, with the USFL, the CFL, the XFL now, I mean, there there's options for these guys uh, to really move on and play at the next level. Yeah, especially actually, I I, I kind of didn't hit this, but Ian Swenson, um, he could probably hit it as like a safety of the NFL. I could see that. Because he's a linebacker right now, but he's more... I hate to say it, like an NFL, he's more of a safety. And he's very aggressive, and he could definitely make a career out out of it. I mean, uh, even if he doesn't make it to the NFL, I mean, he could still make it anywhere else. Right, without a doubt. Well, Justin, you got anything else you want to hit on before we conclude tonight? 
Yes, actually, uh, Jim Morris should have been coach of the year. Yes. <laughs> I agree. I, mean, I, 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 I nominated him on my ballot. Um, when it came to voting, they asked us to nominate three coaches. He was the first coach that I put on my ballot to nominate. And then when it was released uh, today, I or er, uh, for the Eddie Eddie Robinson uh, Coach of the Year Award, came, the voting for the finalists came out today. So I voted for the the coaches that were all listed there. They are they were all deserving, all deserving coaches. But no, one hundred percent, Jim Mora should be on that list. And and the coaches that are on the list, they st- they had an established team. Right. And Jim Mora, he went out there and he got transfers. He made this team the way they were. And, ah, oh, it still kills me. <laughs> I, I understand Kirby Smart's on that list. They get, they're they undefeated. They're 13-0. and Jim Harbaugh, 13-0. and I understand they've had fantastic years, but they were supposed to do that. So, right. It, it, and, they, and I don't want to take that away from them. They're obviously deserving of being coach of the year because they've won every game and they've won most of them convincingly. But at the same time, they were expected to do that. So I'm actually thinking that if Jim Moore was on the list, he's actually held to a higher standard. Maybe maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> It, 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 Coach Moore, if you if you happen to listen listen to us, first of all, thank you. But then, w- absolutely, you should have been coach of the year. Yes, and and actually, go him, Mora. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know all the players and fans love that. <clears throat> well, Justin, it's been fun. It always is. Uh, let the listeners know where they can follow you. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, Hawkeye282. Go ahead. And please plug your recent uh, podcast interview that you had. Please. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening. Hope everybody has a good night. Uh, God bless. Go Huskies. <laughs>